The world faces innumerable problems, so many in fact that people feel overwhelmed. The prospect of finding a way to stop the decay of the West, is a challenge of such importance and with such a history of failure, few want to engage in the business of it, in any but the most superficial of ways. The policies of politicians meant to address the issues, are laughable both in the insignificance of their scale and the shallowness of their analytics. A child given a wet noodle to fight a monster could not present a more absurd image than that of Western governments waging war on the scourge of inflation. Imagine bringing in 500,000 migrants a year to fight climate change. The scale of the drug problem grows by leaps and bounds. The best three levels of government can do is put naloxone on every wall, in every building, in the nation in the hopes the average citizen can stop the overdues. That may reduce overdose deaths but ultimately that only exacerbates the problem. A problem more naloxone kits and safe delivery sites will not eliminate. The government takes guns from law-abiding owners but leaves the border open to illegal imports. The police can demand to see if you are vaccinated but not if you are in the country legally. But the real problem is not government overreach or its childish incompetence. The problem is us and our insistence on assuming it is all fixable, primarily with the government's help, even if getting that help means waiting until after the next election. The people or the system having the problems attempt to fix it, repair it, tweak its features to make them perform better and be more resistant to exploitation and infiltration. This is akin to a computer virus trying to fix the operating system of a computer it has infected. In many ways the more the virus works to repair the system the more it worsens the problem. The problem is the system. The system is not having a problem the system is the problem we are having. The system is not a natural phenomenon. It is an overlay forced on us by history and those who came before us. But even this analysis is a mischaracterization of the real situation. The system is akin to a drug and like all drugs it has its victims or addicts. Those who embrace this system are conditioned to think in terms of a continuum or what might be called analog thinking. Analog thinking observes difference as degree changes in a continuously variable physical quantity. Conventional analog thinking assumes if more of one thing and less of another thing is done the situation will improve. This is so, but only up to a point. At some point the solution will in fact become the problem. Society will find it necessary to reverse direction at some point. Which is why there are two main economic theories and two different political parties. It ought to be obvious what the problem is but the system stops us from thinking outside of the box. So long as we are convinced the solution to socialism is more conservatism and the solution to conservative policy is to move policy to the left, we remain trapped. If we known there is only one system and it needs to be fixed by moving left or right, we cannot understand the system or the problem. This polarized system is a culture, and it is peopled by a race. They have a distinct way of thinking about things. We can call the analog way of thinking liberal culture. The modern version of it is largely attached to the West. 
The older versions remain in the less developed regions. But the cultures of the world are part of one race of persons all sharing the same fundamental approach to dealing with problems. This means the problem is cultural and racial and can only be solved by its enemy. The key to understanding liberalism is to understand power and what it means to liberals. Power is understood best as a strategy for gaining control of property. If we think of freedom as a ploy for gaining control of the world's resources, we will be close to understanding this system of things. We only have to remember that property has value only so far as someone adds value to it. In the early days of America entire states were gifted to individuals. The land in America was in its raw state and virtually without value. It took men to work it and add value to it, which did not happen to a noticeable extent, until about 1690 to 1720. Even then the West remained unsettled. It took men, mostly white men as it happened, to do the work of occupying the West and developing its resources. Liberals are tied to a particular political party and philosophy, but liberalism is primarily a race of persons and a root culture from which human culture emerges. Liberalism is a philosophy also, but it is a philosophy of life more than an academic study. Various terms can be used to describe the liberal position. Liberalism is the philosophy of greed, freedom, and of power. Liberalism as a lifestyle embraces parasitism and exploitation. Liberalism is the cuckoo bird and the nightingale, both lay their eggs in the nests of other species. Liberals are parents who do not nurture their own children but externalize the cost of childcare on society and the state. Liberals are businesses that need to be subsidized and individuals who demand more be done for them. Liberalism includes a large proportion of persons. Liberals can be likened to a beast that stands at the end of a conveyor belt waiting for the products of industry to come down to it, for it to consume. A liberal is a net consumer and a drain on the productivity of man. But we will not go into all of the ways liberals hack into the system to access its wealth. It only needs to be said that the system is designed to be hackable. Liberals have designed this system so they can obtain the greater part of what they consume, by other means than by market exchanges. If you understand this, you understand why governments exist. Governments are a meta-parasite. Meta-parasites enable other parasites to live parasitically. So, governments' work produces negative wealth. The more governments do the more value they consume, but they do this primarily by providing attachment points on the host to other secondary parasites. A good analogy would be to see workers as a sow and liberals as piglets and the state as the agent able to create nipples on the sow for the piglets to suck. That is the problem summarized. The summary can be condensed into a single paragraph. The problem is the meta-parasite known as government, for these facilitate the attachments by other secondary parasites, known as liabilities, or tax beneficiaries, to the host known as the taxpayer or productive sector. 
Though an argument could be made that the real problem is a productive sector that permits metaparasites to not only exist but provide attachment points facilitating parasitism.